person. Okay. Hi everyone, welcome to Crystal Star and Show, a brand new show. We have a special guest today who is coming the whole way from Western Pennsylvania. And his name is Pastor John Pistorius. Pastor John Pistorius is well known in the community. He's a servant leader and he's always looking out for everyone. And he also works so hard that he makes sure that people in need get food. So let's welcome Pastor Pistorius to the show. Thank you, Crystal. You're welcome. How are you doing today? Very well. I appreciate you having me and I look forward to our, our discussion. That's awesome. Well, first let's um, maybe just tell the audience a little bit about who you are and, and your background. Okay. Well, um, nobody from nowhere. That's what I tell people. I'm nobody from nowhere. But I, uh, I am a servant. I, I serve God and I serve uh, the people. And whatever it is that they need. In fact, that's how you and I met way back when. I was volunteering with a uh, prison aftercare ministry and helping people who were being released from prison after they had served their time and paid their debt to society. And uh, you would supply me with uh, leads for employment. So we got some people employed, and I can say, fortunately, all these years later, I know of at least two that are still doing very well. That's awesome. Yes, yes. And I started uh, preaching when I was about 15 years old. And then I quit for a while after an unfortunate incident with a, uh, with a priest who uh, physically assaulted me. And I ran from God. And uh, this guy was the authority in the church, you know, and I, I didn't understand how that could happen. And uh, most people didn't accept what happened, but there were witnesses. And those witness, some of those witnesses are still alive to this day. And so uh, I grew up in Western Pennsylvania, in Pittsburgh, and I served the Lord for a while. And then I quit for a while, and then I started serving him again, but outside of the church. But I always knew that my calling was to be a pastor, and I refused to do it. I just refused. And eventually, God wore me down, and he got me right where he wanted me to be. So, here I am. That's awesome. I'm sorry that that happened to you. That's very upsetting. I didn't know that that occurred. I don't usually share that, but uh, that's, that's the truth. Yeah, that's, well, you were able to overcome it. And Absolutely. And serving, and you're doing everything right. Right. Um, so, we already know what inspired you, um, you know, to do that because of what happened to you, because it's almost like a life experience. That was one of the things that, that uh, gave me the idea that we need to know the boundaries of authority. Mm -hmm. uh, my dad taught me to be very respectful of authority. My children taught me the need for authority. Because being the dad, I had to make sure that they stayed in line. And, uh, and then about 10 years or so ago, maybe 11 now, uh, there was a, a fellow pastor, colleague of mine, who had witnessed what he thought was a drug deal going down, and he called the authorities. And it turned out that it was a police officer that was dealing the drugs, and his life turned into a nightmare. And it was unfortunate for him. He, he was victimized terribly. In the end, he was vindicated, and uh, there was a lawsuit, and he prevailed, and then he moved out of Pennsylvania. Uh, it wasn't far from here uh, where that happened. And that woke me up 
to the reality that you know, the authorities are not necessarily always right. Mm -hmm. And there's a passage of scripture in the 13th chapter of Romans that talks about obeying authorities because God put them there. But it occurred to me that people were using that text out of context with the rest of the Bible. And so I started to search for examples of people who disobeyed authorities when the authorities were wrong. And I found them. And that's what I chronicled in the book. Mm -hmm. That's what led me to write it, was uh, my friend, the pastor, who was uh, persecuted uh, for doing what was right. Mm -hmm. And then also um, the idea that there were people that were using the scriptures wrong. And I wanted everyone, possibly, to know that uh, there are biblical examples of disobeying the human authorities, whether they're in the religion, regardless of what the faith background is, or if they're in the civil uh, realm. So. Okay. Um, so what led you to create that name for the book? The, the book name came from a scripture where uh, Peter and other apostles were preaching, and they were told to stop. And they said, well, you judge whether it's right for us to preach or not, because God tells us to. And then they went back out and they preached again. They were arrested for preaching and brought before the authorities who then said, didn't we command you not to preach in this man's name? They're preaching in the name of Jesus Christ. And Peter said, Peter and the other apostles, it's written, said, there's no authority except from God. And I thought, that's the title of the book. Okay. All authority comes from God. And in fact, Christ himself said that he was given all authority. And so, on, in, in heaven and on earth. And he said, go into all the world and preach. So if somebody tells you not to, you have to disobey them because he's the highest authority. He's operating in the authority of Almighty God on earth. And we, as his agents, are doing the same. And this is why people were persecuted all over the world for their faith. Regardless of what the faith is, I mean, the Christian faith is one faith. There are other faiths that are being uh, persecuted these days, too, mm -hmm. because they go against the authorities. The authorities say, don't. They say, we're compelled to. And then there's a conflict. Okay. So. Um, so what are the boundaries of obedience and human authority? Well, there are lots of boundaries, and it really comes down to are the authorities operating within the boundaries that God has set for them? And if he says to do something, then we are to do it. If he says not to do something, then we're not to do it. And uh, for, for one example I can think of is Moses. When Moses was uh, about to be delivered, the Pharaoh in Egypt said to these midwives, because they didn't have doctors like we do today, they told the midwives to kill the Hebrew male children. And the midwives didn't want to do that, and so they didn't do it. They disobeyed an order from the highest authority because they were following after the authority of God, not the human authority. So they didn't kill uh, the Hebrew children, and Moses was one that had survived as a result. Later in Moses' life, his mother and father, like every 
else in that area were commanded to kill their children uh, that were two years old, I think, and under. And they refused. They refused to kill their son. Well, how many of us want to kill our child? I mean, that's right. a natural to us. It's a natural thing not to obey that. But God says, thou shalt not kill. And so especially when you look at, you know, the order coming down from the human authority, and you don't kill, especially your own children. And so uh, those are two examples of the boundaries of authority. You don't do what the authorities tell you to do if it is morally wrong and God sets the moral standard and we use his word, which is the Bible. Right. Are there any non-religious examples of disobeying civil authorities? Sure. Uh, in fact, in the founding of this country, in the founding of this country, it was not a religious uh, resistance to authority. The king of England had uh, been oppressing the people on this land who had settled here, and eventually they said stop, and they wrote what is called the Declaration of Independence, and they declared their independence from the King of England. They resisted his authority, and that's a non-religious example. And of course, you know, here we are. We have these United States of America, and uh, we've had a very prosperous country for the last 200 plus years. Is there a difference between civil government and church government, in your opinion? Yes, there is. The civil government is to keep the peace, keep the safety in the land. So the civil government protects us from outside invaders and, uh, at least according to our Constitution, it is to protect us from all enemies, both foreign and domestic. In other words, outside of our country and inside of our and uh, the religious government is to bring forth all the ordinances of God and to teach his word. The civil government doesn't do that. The civil government protects the land and the people and the religious government does what it does for God. The problem is very many have incorporated churches with the government by literally incorporating the church with the government. And so the government has a say over the churches that are incorporated. That's not a good thing. It's not a good thing because the Lord in his word says we're not to have two masters. You can't have more than one master. And uh, there's a court case, I think it's Marbury versus Madison, that says that the state is the creator of the corporation and the corporation is beholden to its master. Not only that, but the creation of the state is immortal. It can live forever. And that's an immortal being that was created by the state. That's counter Christianity anyway. Mm -hmm. So I don't know about other religions. Right, yeah, I agree with that. Um, why does all this matter to you? Like, could you tell the audience about that? Sure. Ultimately, it matters because it is written in the Bible that there's coming a world ruler who's going to command everyone to obey him, to worship him, to bow down before him, and to take his mark. Now, the scripture makes it clear that any who take that mark are damned forever. I don't want to see that happen to anyone. It doesn't matter who it is. I don't want to see that happen to anyone. And so I believe it's 
critically important in the days that we live in to share that truth. We're not to obey every authority when they go against God. For example, in the recent years, uh, during the uh, uh, pandemic response, there were, was an order in Pennsylvania that businesses were to close. And in the uh, mandate or whatever it was, I read the, the governor's mandate, it said that religious organizations were exempt from his order. Not many read that order. And so they closed their doors, locked out their parishioners, and stopped their services in the buildings. Some went to parking lot services, some went to online services, some did both. We had already established an online presence, and so we continued with that. And uh, we allowed people, if they wanted to gather in the building, we allowed them to gather. And uh, at first we might have had 15 or 20 people in the building, we usually hold 100, so they were sitting in different corners and they separated themselves. And we didn't have to mandate anything. The people did that for themselves. They exercised their freedom. Now God's word says not to forsake the assembling of ourselves together. It doesn't give an ex exception for, unless the government says to tell, that the government tells you to shut down or the government tells you to stop meeting. Because if that were true, people in other countries that are under persecution right now, uh, they would stop gathering because the government says they're not allowed. So, you know, we're just a step away from that happening in the United States of America. Unless something changes, we're going to see, maybe in our lifetimes, we're going to see uh, what's been foretold, that there will be a ruler who commands everyone to worship him and stop worshiping the almighty God of the Bible, which I'm not willing to do. Yeah. And I don't want anybody else to do it. Very scary to think that that's going to happen. You know, it's, it is yeah, written. It's a reality. Uh, probably going to happen eventually. It is written. Um, so who do you think should read your book? Who would you recommend? Like what audience? Well, I think anyone who wants to know the truth. And there will be some who maybe will not like what's written there, but it's true. I have done the research, not only in biblical sources, but other sources outside of the Bible, to bring together the examples of disobedience to human authorities. And some of those authorities were religious authorities. Jesus himself disobeyed the religious authorities. And somebody would just maybe gasp when I said that, but it's true. And when you read the book, you find out absolutely it was true. He chased the, the religious leaders out of their own building. He, he called them names. He called them hypocrites and, and whitewashed tombs. He called them venomous snakes. I mean, he wasn't kind to them because they were doing it wrong. They had the authority that was vested in them by Almighty God, and they were misusing that authority. And in Daniel, it's written that God sets up kings and he takes down kingdoms. He's the one that's in charge of that. So when we see an election, for example, like the most recent election, there's a lot of debate about that. I said, well, it doesn't matter because I know Almighty God is the one that sets up the rulers, the authorities, you know, the presidents, the Senate, the Congress, whomever else, all our representatives are. It's God that allows that to happen. And so I'm not going to make a stink about it. I, you know, the way I see it is if he wants it to be that way, that's the way it's going to be. And all of us need to know the truth of God's word and outside sources that relate. For example, uh, the Nuremberg Code was written 
after the Nuremberg trials because there were people that said, I was only obeying orders. And they were killing people because they were ordered to. We don't have that excuse. It is not morally correct to do something that is morally wrong because God says it's morally wrong. We're not to do it, whether a human authority commands us to or not. And there are sometimes consequences. Right. Like my friend that I told you about, he did what was right. Mm -hmm. They told him to shut his mouth and leave it alone, but he refused. Right. And he suffered as a result of it. And we may also, if we stand up and say, this is the truth, because I believe in God's word and I believe it does contain the truth. Well, it shows multiple examples of people disobeying human authority for the right reasons. We can't just say, well, no, I'm not going to obey you because I choose not to obey. It has to be on the proper grounds. And so anybody who wants to know what those grounds are, the biblical boundaries of obedience and submission is critical, I believe, in these days for us to know. And you, you yeah. look at, there's so many examples. You, you can look at any uh, newscast and see something that says, right. yeah, maybe they shouldn't have done that. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I mean, I, I totally believe in it standing up. I mean, obviously, you know my story. So, right. <laughs> you know. Right. I mean, it's a similar situation. Yeah. And, and sometimes we don't know what we can do. But if we know that we are authorized by God to resist the authorities that are going against him, we can have a better stand and have more strength to do what we need to do. That's why I think everybody should read it. Right. Anybody who can read. Right, yeah. Um, so where can everyone find this book? This is the book that he's, sorry. This is the book that he's referring to, and that's the back of it. So where, um, where can you, um, where can everyone the find The book it? is available on Amazon. It's also available from Westbow Press, the uh, company that published it. And uh, it's available from any online bookseller. Uh, all the big ones have it. I don't know about bookstores yet. Uh, I haven't promoted it to bookstores. And so um, Westbow Press has it available on their website. I also have a, a website that uh, you can purchase it from. It just leads to Westbow Press. But uh, yeah, the book is, it's, it's a great read. It's only about 200 and some pages. I don't know, two, a little over 200 pages. Okay. And uh, I started writing that book when my friend was in trouble. That's when I started to write it. And then over the years, I developed a uh, one message that I delivered on Independence Day. It must have been 2009, 2010. <clears throat> and then I developed a series of messages from that message because I realized as I was researching for that message that there were more examples than I could put into one message. And so then I did a series of messages about the people that stood firm on the truth and resisted the human authorities. Uh, let me find another one here. I know my memory's a little short today. Uh, Daniel. Daniel resisted the authorities. The, the authorities told him he wasn't allowed to pray and that he was supposed to bow down and worship the human authorities. Daniel went to his room, left his window open like he always did, he went to prayer like he always did. He didn't go into hiding, and then he was arrested for it. 
because he violated what the human authorities said. Uh, there's three young Hebrew boys that were friends of Daniel's, and they also disobeyed the authorities, and they were thrown into a furnace of fire, but they were delivered by God, and uh, God didn't punish them. God didn't punish the midwives. God didn't punish Moses' mother. In fact, when Moses' mother refused and she put her baby into a basket, floated him in the Nile River into an area of reeds where the Pharaoh's daughter was known to bathe, and the Pharaoh's daughter found baby Moses, that was before he was named Moses. She took that baby and then she called upon his mother to be the nursemaid for the baby. So she got to raise her own child. Mm -hmm. And then the baby grew and became the one who redeemed God's people from the Pharaoh's hand. And in fact, that's another example. Moses was commanded by God to go against the human authorities. It's incredible. When you look at the number of times that are written in the scriptures, there are small examples too, which wouldn't make a chapter, so I didn't put them in there. But there are a number of other examples where people said, no, we're not going to do that to the human authorities. Yeah, I believe that the Bible is playing out as we need it now. Like, I feel that, like, you just need to read the Bible to find out what's going to happen. Right. It just seems like things are coming true to what that, the Bible says. It seems like almost weekly we're mm -hmm. seeing fulfillment of Scripture. Yes. And at some point in time, if we are here on the planet, we're going to have to make a choice. Do we obey human authorities that command us to do something that God says not to do? I think you know, a lot of people aren't prepared for that. They, they think that they're not going to be here, first of all. There are lots of people that believe that. And I hope for them it's true. But I'm concerned that if it's not, that they're going to lose their faith. Mm -hmm. And if they don't know that they are authorized by God to resist the human authorities that go against God, then what will they do? Many of them will just give in and say, well, we've got to do it. The government said to do it. And I don't believe anybody should. Because mm -hmm. the, the, the consequences are eternal, mm -hmm. according to God's word. Right. So. so is there, um, like, would you like to give out any of your contact information for the audience to be able to get in touch with you? If you, if you sure. want to do that, you can do that or you don't have to. Right, well, I'm on Facebook. Um, John Pistorius, and then also um, the website where you can find the book is by my name, johnpistorius.com, and um, I guess that's about it. That's probably the best way okay. to reach me. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show today. My pleasure. I'm so happy to have you. Um, you're my first person on the show because it's a brand new show, and um, I'm just grateful that you, you know, wanted to be on. And well, I'm thankful that you asked me. I, I truly am. I'm glad that I was able to share, and if anybody wants the book, it's available, and uh, it's not a hard read. It's not a hard read, so. But it does have a lot of examples, and there are a lot of references. If somebody wanted to use it as a study book, those references number in the hundreds. Let me see how many, 400 and something, I believe. Uh, yeah, we've got 463 references. Wow. Uh, more, more. <laughs> Let me see. It's a lot. 463, yeah. So uh, the references are to scripture, they're to other documents, and for somebody that really wants to study this material, 
the references are there that they can follow up on. Awesome. Well, thank you. Certainly. Thank you, everyone, for watching the show today. And I hope everyone goes out and serves their community and does something good for themselves or someone else. Take care. And get a copy of No Authority Except from God. I'm going to put a plug in. Right. <laughs> That's right. Oh, Have yeah. a good day. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.